Look, Joe, I'm not saying I'm the better gamer, but results speak for themselves. Mario Kart, I beat you at that. Trivia Murder Party, beat you at that. Ticket to Ride, I've always beaten you at that. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What about Tetris, Azul, Mortal Kombat, Pac-Man? Oh, you know what, Joe? Look at the time. We uh, we actually have a podcast to record, and uh, you know we don't want to keep the people waiting. Sorry. Wow. Hello, guys. Welcome back to yet another episode of All the Dirty Little Secrets. Again, I am your well, one of your hosts, Josette hosting alongside my dear friend Cameron. Yeah, you just say hi Cam. Hello everyone. You're just trying to take full <laughs> full credit for yourself there, Josette? This yeah, well, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh tis my podcast now. No, just kidding. Um but yeah, welcome back. Yes, yes, welcome back indeed. Uh I am here. This is not Josette's brand new solo venture. As much as she, that would be later. As no, much as she seems to clearly wish that that was in fact <laughs> the case. Uh, but no. So real quick before we get into things, uh, I don't know if anyone has happened to catch on to what Josette and I have done with our titles yet. If you have, then props to you. If you have not, we'll go ahead and give you a quick little explanation of everything. So as you've noticed with the title of this one, it is called Let the Games Begin. The one before that, Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner, and then our very first intro episode was uh, This Is How We Do. So one thing to note on those song titles is not only does it have something to do with what we talk about in our episode, but it also relates to a song from a band that was, you know, either formerly or is currently around in the pop punk genre. So for our trailer even... Uh, we did a little play on Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. The intro episode, All Time Low, their song, This Is How We Do. Last week's episode, uh, Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner, Fall Out Boy. Also, Dirty Dancing title, talk about movies, so kind of just made sense to do that. And then this week, Let the Games Begin, because we're talking about games. And this one yes. is a song by Ann Arbor, which Josette had never even listened to until I just very recently played it for her for the first time. It was a vibe. I actually really dug it. It was really cool. Yeah, it was it was a jam back when I was uh, just starting out in college. So it's been a while. <laughs> a hot minute. <laughs> kind of, though, yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, a little bit more than a hot minute, yes. Um, cool, cool. Well, I guess we'll kick off this episode the way that we kicked off last one, by discussing last week's challenge. Um, last week, Cameron, you challenged me to take a photo of myself full body at least for all except one um and post it every day on my social media yeah and you had Um, i know you had so so much fun doing this challenge it was a lot of fun um yeah (laughs) so much fun uh no so it, it was very interesting challenge i learned a lot about um i guess myself but um probably not in the way that was probably originally intended for you giving me this challenge. So just like talk a little bit about it. I kept like a little kind of like diary-like thing of just thoughts and feelings uh, throughout the time doing it. And I'm just kind of gonna like try to sum it up as best I can. The amount of days that I cried during this week was astronomical. And it wasn't because I had to take pictures of myself. It was just literally, like, just the amount of time I had to just work around. Because this week was probably the most hectic week I've had, like, this month so far. And so it was just like, okay, how am I going to do this? When am I going to do this? So it was just, like, it was just so stressful to the point where I was just, like, by, like, Thursday, I was just, like, mentally just done. I was so exhausted. But what I discovered about, like, myself during this challenge is that I don't hate pictures of myself. I don't hate taking pictures of myself. I could take pictures of myself all day. I actually enjoy taking pictures of myself. Um, And I think the reason for that is because I know my angles and I know what makes me look good. What pisses me off is when other people take pictures of me because they're not able to capture me in the way I want them to. And I think that's why I hate pictures of myself. That's kind of what I sort of, like came to the consensus of because like when you give somebody a camera you know they have that 
uh, they have that, that that freedom to take the picture the way they want to. And you can try to guide them as much as you can. But if they just don't get it, they just don't get it. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of ha- handing off that, handing off that, like, I don't know. I don't even know what word to use, but handing off that freaking flag or something to go like here take a picture of me i think you're looking and just for hoping i think you're looking for uh responsibility yeah yeah just handing that off to them and being like here take a picture of me and then not having it be the way that you wanted it to be kind of like handing off that freedom i guess of that it's just i i don't know i didn't realize i was just that controlling over pictures of myself but yeah i was because like again i have a plethora of photos of myself on my phone alone and I do post pictures of myself on social media when I so desire but like I think that's just the that's the core of why I hate pictures is what I discovered but yeah it was just really interesting but yeah like I mentioned before like I had like mental breakdowns like every day um just because of just time it was just like really really bad and I had to like call out of work by Friday because I was just run down to the core and I could not like do it anymore mentally it was just like really hard for me so yeah it was it was an interesting challenge <sighs> like another thing I, re- I I figured out uh because I did a lot of thinking I did a lot of thinking this week I was like okay like he challenged me to do this because like he said it was gonna help me with this this and this and I wanted to know if it did I wanted to know if it really if it really did boost my confidence in myself or boost something you know like t- tried to I listened to the podcast and listened to what you said and I was just like okay well like these are the things that he's like wanting me to learn did I learn those um and at the end of the week not really (laughs) not really I still um again like I said I still do not like pictures of myself from other people's point of view um but I like to be in control of how I'm perceived didn't you take like all of your pictures this week though yourself yeah and I liked all my pictures this week because I took them um but it's, it's, it's just... It seems to me like the issue isn't that you don't like pictures of yourself. It's just you need to be in control of what goes on behind the scenes with it. Yeah. It really comes down to a control issue. And it really comes down to, like, I want to be able to post how I want people to see me. As opposed to how other people are, like, taking pictures of myself. And that's when I, like, realized, like, how freaking fake social media is like I'm barely on social media because I absolutely hate it but I realize that it is absolutely 100% fake because somebody can be going through like me the whole week I was just mentally done I was just like depressed to the max I didn't even want to get out of bed most days I was just dead I was so done but here I was like taking pictures of like looking happy or looking cool or in like really new places like looking like I had a life and on the inside I just wanted to die you know what I mean? Like, social media is absolutely, absolutely fake, and I I just hate it. And I've much preferred taking pictures of, of things and places so I can remember those memories as opposed to just taking pictures of people and me and just thinking back and going like, mm, did I really have to wear that outfit that day? Or, you know, something stupid like that. I would rather, like, be like, that building was really cool and remember the memory and feeling behind it than, like, start to think negatively towards myself about pictures that were taken of me. I don't know. That's kind of, like, to sum up kind of, like, all the the, the entries or whatever that I, like, you know, that I went through. But, yeah, it was really rough, but not in the sense that I was taking pictures of myself. It was just, like, really rough to, to have to do it every day. Well, I'm happy I could make your life hell for a week, so <laughs> that's great We're to still hear. friends, <laughs> and that's, that's what matters. It is, it is really interesting, though, because I actually went back through your posts every day this week. Um, I did this before we started recording today, and a couple things that I noticed were... So, since you've had your Instagram, your most liked post is the one of your Medusa print, where you uploaded that and some other commissions that you've done from people on TikTok after that blew up but as far as posts that are of you your two most liked posts of all time came from this week number one was the very first one the one where you're where you're laying down with the bed yeah i think it was 90 92 93 something like that and then your second most was with the was with the puppy because people like dogs yeah 100 percent. also it was a really fun photo yep yep but I just, I thought that was really interesting. You had a lot of comments and stuff on there too. So 
I think that's always been my favorite part of of taking photos of me though is it's like sort of me and I guess this is really just fully dependent on the individual but for me it's like yeah like this is what I'm up to now this is what I've gotten to do this is me sort of willingly sharing my life with the people who I care to share it with and sort of give people an update because they come so infrequently for me really arguably as infrequently as they do for you so yeah and I think that's like kind of where we where we differ because while you like to like show yourself in your life I like to just show things in my life and that's what makes me comfortable because like listen I wasn't gonna share this but I think I should after the first two posts I had like five random dudes that I've never spoken to like I I knew of but I've never spoken to my life hit me up in my dms and go like hey what are you up to or hey we should have lunch and I was just like that's why I hate that's why I literally hate sharing myself on the internet like listen I'm not like top tier like model-esque pretty but I know I'm like attractive and I know that there's some guys who find me attractive and I would rather not like have that be my social media you know I would rather like share like little like journeys I went on or like things that I found pretty as opposed to like posting myself and have guys being like hey if you're single let's get together because I'm just like dude I don't I don't I don't I don't vibe with that yeah I don't like it no I get that and I can definitely understand the frustration from that regard too because that was actually something that I was really curious to know whether or not it would happen was when you started posting these photos if you know, people would actually start trying to slide in your DMs and trying to hit you up and be like, yo, what's up? It's been a while or something like that because they see what you're like now and maybe they see you in this different light that they didn't see you in before or they see you in these posed photos where you're actually trying and all this sort of stuff. But it is funny where you're talking about how, you know, you're not like model-esque, but you do know you're attractive because earlier this week, one of our mutual friends uh, told me, and I quote, that she is lesbian for your body. (laughs) Not for you, what? but for your body. <laughs> That's amazing. Who the freak said that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could guess who it was off of the first try. But I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I started dying when I heard that. That's amazing. That's amazing. No, it's just really funny. Like, I just found it... Like, cause the thing is, is that, like, they probably hit me up because they're like, oh my gosh, like, she looks so cool, or she looks, like, really chic, or she looks like a really fun time. And it got me thinking, like... If they knew me and what I was going through in the moment that I took those, would they really like me? Like, would they really would they really have hit me up if they knew that that's a complete lie? Yeah. And you that, know what I mean? And that it's, goes back to your point, though. I mean, that really is what social media is. It's just what we want people to see of us. You know, I, I do try to make an effort whenever I am taking photos that I'm posting out into the world. It's... You know, obviously I'm not going to sit on my couch and take a video of me video gaming or watching TV or something like that. Like, yeah, that is my typical day-to-day. However, when I do go out into the public, other than, like, grocery shopping, like, if I'm actually going out on the town or something like that, like, yeah, I do get dressed up because that's how I typically do do that sort of thing. You know, it's not like I'm going to go to the grocery store, get really dressed up, and take a photo in the produce aisle or something like that, you know? The photos that I actually post to my social media are very representative of my actual life when I am doing something that I feel like is interesting enough to share, which is rare. But that's also why I enjoy those opportunities because like, cool, you know, I get a chance to to do something a little bit different today and I'm going to, you know, have a lot of fun with it. For sure. But yeah, overall, very interesting challenge. Definitely made me think a lot about myself, which I don't typically like to focus on myself that much. So it was very interesting to try and um, just really get down to like the nitty gritty of it all. Um, But yeah, thank you for making me question my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really unfortunate that it happened to be on such a busy week for you, especially. Yeah, I think that's like the only reason why it was kind of just like really hard for me well and you know my whole thought process behind it going in was i thought it would be really fun for you to do it every day because it's so rare that you post in general it's it would be something so new and fresh uh and i just didn't really expect it to be the struggle that it was which i think is really unfortunate and it makes me feel bad that i really kind of burdened you with something like that i don't know like it honestly it just it just made me think it just made me think, and I think that's why I pushed through it, because I feel like if I would have really just pushed me, like, you know, 
a little bit further than I could have, I think I would have let you know and been like, dude, I just don't, I just don't think, I just don't think I can do this. Um, cause I know, I remember texting you sometimes and being like, dude, this is really hard, you know? But I was like, I, but I got this. Cause I like try to keep that mentality. Like I can figure this out, but yeah, it was, it was hard, but it was, I mean, it's done. Well, I did it. And it so. sucked too, because like part of the reason I gave you two that I thought would be incredibly easy, which were your selfie with just your face. And then the one that you could take in the house. I was like, cool, on days when she's just not feeling it or doesn't have a lot of time, she can do those. But literally, first two days, you did those. Yeah. So you had, had to no do time. something every other day. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, if it were, like, hey, um, if you post a selfie every other day, I think, like, it would have been, like, a little bit easier. But, again, you know, I still did it. I still got it done. And... Well, now that we're... Uh, done talking about me thank goodness gracious let's talk about our actual topic um this week we decided to go um because last week we did movies and this week we decided to go kind of in the entertainment genre uh stick with that uh, and we decided to talk about some games because we like games love games we love games not um, not just board <laughs> or not just board games not just card games not just video games all games um it's funny because like one of our friends, so we, me and Cameron both have PCs that we play on, and I don't know how that trend started, but after we got them, literally all of our friends got them, and we just got them hooked on so many different things, and honestly, I just really like the fact that we're kind of just the head of everyone. We're, we're the influencers. Leader, leaders, leaders of the pack. Exactly, and if we told our friends to jump off a bridge, they would, and we know that because it's happened before. Oh, so, shit. That has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot so the about that. The saying that makes us sound like bad people, but at least we know our friends are loyal. We literally... They'll jump off bridges for us. We literally... They'll also get naked for us. Yeah, which also sounds bad, but I feel like... But that, that is something not, else that has happened before. That, yeah. In the same night, <laughs> naked and bridge jumping. I think we're just like... <laughs> We're, we're amazing, apparently. Anyways, back to the topic. We love you all. Um, <laughs> just exposing everybody. It's like, by the way, we've all seen you guys. Um, I don't know how many friend groups can say that they've all seen each other naked, but I'm just really glad that we can. You know what I mean? I mean, have you really seen someone naked if it's in the dark? Well, not really, but, like, you kind of see, like, the outline of their body, I guess. I don't know. Like, you, the dark doesn't hide everything. We'll just we'll just say that. That's true. You, not everything is in the light, but it does not hide everything. So, technically, yes, we've seen each other naked. All right. Um, anywho's, we're going to kick it off um, by discussing our favorite games of these past couple years because we got our PCs last year, but we've also played games many years before then, so... Um, yeah, Cameron, what about you? What, what, what is your list? Your list of your favorite games from the past couple years? Yeah, so when I was coming up with this list, um, I had to pretty much stop making my list <laughs> because it got to be a little bit lengthy. Really, so when it comes to games for me, I'm the biggest fan of games that you can play with friends. I think solo games are great too in any capacity, but if you can just find the right game that is simple enough for friends to learn and play and enjoy it's going to provide the best experience regardless you know i know something like cards of humanity is a huge favorite for a lot of people um personally it's not a favorite for me i i don't dislike it but there are a lot of things that i would rather play if you know i was over at a friend's house and they're like oh let's play a game and they bring out cards against humanity it's cool i'll play it it's a good time but you know it's it's sort of just like, it's there, I guess is, yeah, is how I'll describe it. But, you know, one of the ones, I don't know, I guess it's no secret amongst our friends, at least, that I am the finder of obscure games. That's just yes. what what happens. And I think one of the more fun ones that we've all ever played together is a board game, or I guess it's a board slash card game called True Colors. Mm-hmm. And True Colors is great because you can play it with up to six people. It's very easy to learn. And you are essentially telling your friends what you think of them. <laughs> the way it works is you pull a card and the card has two sides. And on each side is a different prompt. And for example, I will talk about the one that none of us who have played this will ever forget. 
which was a question that said, who would you most want to be your sibling? So we put that card in the middle and everyone has a different color and they have cards that match the colors of every other player. So you are then voting on how to answer that question and you get two votes. So if you want to, you can pick two cards of the same person. So we'll use Josette and I, for example. Say I thought Josette would be like the most fun person to have as a sibling and her color was orange. I would put two orange cards in the box and that would be my vote. If I thought Josette and another one of our friends were both great options for that question, then I would pick Josette's color and that friend's color and put those in the box. Then once everyone is voted, whoever was reading the question will take all the cards out, count them up, and whoever has the most colors or least colors gets points based on the answer. Now, you don't just get points based on how many votes you get, though. You have to guess how many votes you think you will get. And the option is you either think you're going to get the most votes, you will get between the most votes and the least votes, or you will get the least votes. And there's point values assigned to each one of those categories as well. So if you guess wrong, you do not get points for that round. And, you know, I remember for that specific question, though, which was who, uh, who do you most want, like, who would be the most fun to have as a sibling? We had one friend who got no votes. Yeah. She did not she did not let us forget it because there was also a question later on that was who is the least like or who's the most likely to hold a grudge. <laughs> and she won that one pretty easily. <laughs> Flying colors. And I just remember cuz there was like some argument afterwards where that came that previous question about the siblings came back up and one of our other friends was and that's why you won this one about most likely to hold the grudge. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and so that's always just really fun for us to look back on. Uh, I still give her crap about that to this day. You know, the nice thing is we can laugh, look back on that one and laugh about it now. Yeah. I'm sure she's getting a kick out of it just like hearing that story right now too. I just I just really love games that, like, just expose people like that. Just, like, really see how people think about you. Well, and it's just... it's not just how they think about you, though. It's how you think about yourself or how you think yeah. that you are perceived by them. Because, like, myself, I do think I'm smart. I don't think I'm as smart as it seems like other people think I am, though. You know? it's It's just, like, I don't know. It's really interesting. I... Some of those questions, you really want to be the one who gets the most votes. You know? I remember one of them was... Who's most likely to bail you out of jail, or or like who would be your first call if you if you got locked up in jail? And I remember mm-hmm. I won that card, and I was like, oh, that makes me feel really good. And then there was also one where it was like, oh, who's like the most insecure about their sense of style or something like that? And I got the most votes for that one. I'm like, cool. I didn't want the most votes for that like, one. Thanks, guys. Appreciate really appreciate that. it. <laughs> While it is accurate, but still. <laughs> It really sucks, like, especially when, like, you think you're going to get either the least or the most amount of votes, and you, like, bet on one of those, and then you end up just having the complete opposite, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm pretty confident, like, this is going to be me, or I'm pretty confident that's not me, and then it turns out to that everybody thinks that about you, you're like, really? And it just makes you go, like, really? Why? Yeah, like, <laughs> who's uh... the worst driver? You know, say you think that no one's going to pick you, you're going to put yourself on the least, because you're like, I'm yeah. not even going to get any votes for this one. And then you end up with the most votes. And that's when you really are like, okay, you guys are dicks. Like, dang it. Yeah. No. We all know. I think everybody voted. Like, I think everybody voted for me on that one. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but I voted for one another one of our friends because I've driven with her multiple times. And I'm just like, this is terrifying. <laughs> I never want to be here. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about, too. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's a great one. I, I love to bring that one out whenever I have whenever I have friends over it works best with people who know each other like with a a group of people who know each other not you know four of you know each other and two of you just know one or two people yeah yeah I agree so there's that and then I'm also a huge fan when it comes to video gaming of co-op games which yes really are just fantastic if they're done properly and also in a very original way Uh, Josette and I what was it, Josette, yesterday, two days ago, I think? We just yeah, finished a game that we've been playing for a very long time yes. called Overcooked. Yes. Well, this was this specifically was Overcooked 2. I think we sunk about, 
I want to say about 15 hours into it. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in like the big realm of things, that's nothing too. You know, the way Overcooked works, for one, if you have not played it yet, you should play it. It's it's on all the consoles and it's on PC. I would highly, highly recommend you play with two to four players. You can play it alone if but you're... Don't. <laughs> I don't... If, Insane. Yeah. If you're willing to play it alone, props and also go see a psychologist. Because that is just wild. I mean, like, maybe you can play alone if you don't, like, expect to get perfect on everything. Like, maybe that's fun for you. That's true. But, like, if you, if you want, if you're just, like, casually playing alone, that's fine. You know, but I feel like if you, if you're anything like us, we have to be perfect on everything. And in that realm, please don't play it alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the only way that we play now is to get, so you can get one, two, or three stars on every level in the game. And then after you've beaten every level in the game, you can get a fourth star. We do not play for four stars. No. I don't nope. even know how people get four stars. It's, it's crazy to see how some of those levels work. But the way Joe and I do it is the way that myself and another friend played the very first Overcooked, which was you have to get three stars on every level before you can move on to the next one. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a struggle. Joe and I, we breezed through a lot of it. For the most part, yeah. we had a lot of levels where first try we would get three stars. So mm-hmm. for us, when we got stuck for an hour on a level, and yes, literally one hour on the same level, you have it was rough. you have anywhere from about what three to five minutes typically to yeah. to get as high a score as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Which uh, an hour might seem like a lot, but when you are just repeatedly trying to get three stars on one level, it flies. Yeah. Because you're just always trying to think of some sort of strategy or do something slightly different to increase your score. But one hour for Josette and I, for me, was horrible because of how quickly we would do so many of the other levels. But then I think about when I played back on the first Overcooked with another friend of mine, we had one level. We spent probably four to six hours just trying to get three stars on it. It was a nightmare. (laughs) I was... I don't think I've ever felt such joy as when we finally got three stars on that level. It was arguably better than the night I lost my virginity. <laughs> that was how great that da- that felt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Freaking dead. Yeah, that was rough, dude. And that was just long for me. I think, like, just having to repeat it over and over and over again, since they're in such short intervals, like, that's, like, a lot within an hour. Especially if you fail within the first, like, few minutes, like, minute or so. Yeah, when you already know that it's it's done. Just over. Then you just have to start it all over again. You're like, okay, let's get this done. You know, we had a couple levels where we would would be killing it the entire time. And then in the last 30 seconds, something would go wrong and completely ruin the run for us. Yeah. And so it's like, great. (laughs) Back to square one again when that was gonna be the one. Oh, it's rough, especially when you, like, I think one level, like, we literally were two points off from three stars or something like yeah, that, and you, like, barely yeah. failed, and I was like, dude, you've got to be kidding me, because it was a pretty tough level, and I was like, really? Really? Yeah, we uh, we got literally as close as you possibly could to getting three stars without getting three stars. Yeah, it's rough sometimes. But, but it's, a, it's a fantastic game. It requires it so really much is. communication and attention, I mean, so much focus. You have to really know what you're doing because you're in a small, confined kitchen, essentially. Yeah. And you're just trying to cook all sorts of recipes. But for some of the levels, you're on completely separate ends of the level and you have no way to get to each other. So you're trying to throw, you know, the vegetables or whatever it is that you're cooking to the other person because one person has to cut it and then the person who has to cut it has to give it back to the other person so that they can cook it. And the person who has to cook it has to get it on a plate and give it back to the other person so that they can serve it. There's always some sort of thing going like that. And there's always multiple things going at once. I remember Josette and I just recently had one level where we had to we had to boil something, we had to cook something, and we had to plate something all at, all at the same time. And when you have a couple things cooking at once while you're trying to focus on plating and a couple other things going on outside the level, things burn if you do not get to them quick enough. And you have this flashing sound and light that happens. And it starts out slow. And once it gets really fast, 
you need to get that food off. Otherwise, it sets on fire. You need to go find the fire extinguisher somewhere in the kitchen. And the fire will spread throughout the entire kitchen if you don't use a fire extinguisher quick enough. Like it every, is every like few seconds. It can be spread. such such a stressful game. Yeah. But again, it's a lot of fun. Just make sure you are playing with someone who you communicate with very well and who has patience. Because yeah. if you play with someone who likes to take the lead and pretty much dominate conversation or a strategy and also doesn't have patience for anything you may not be friends with them after you finish playing. <laughs> You're not going to have a good time. No, you definitely need to be, like, on the same level. You need to be, like, okay, like, I'm in control of this, I'm in control of this, but you definitely have to be flexible enough to, like, be able to switch if needs be. Or, like, hey, like, I'm going to help you take over this for a second. Or, hey, like, let me help you with this. I think I'm good with this. Um, I mean, there's moments where Cam and I, like, literally don't talk throughout the whole level. Yeah. We just, like, know what we're doing and, like, we can see each other each other's movements and go like okay like he's gonna switch off of this i'll take over this for him or so on and so forth and so like we literally will like not communicate there's some levels where communication is everything and there's other levels where you're just like okay you just kind of get into the, the groove of it all and you're just like okay this is what we're doing and then you just fly through it and that's it's really fun the levels where where you and i don't talk feel great because we oh, yeah. we know we're doing a great job with it and it's sort of like it's almost like the sort of scary level of concentration and focus where it's like telepathy, you know? Yeah. I know what you're going to do. You know what I'm going to do. And we literally will be silent throughout the entire level. And then I remember at one point after we finished one of those, I said, Joe, I was like, it's kind of crazy how we can literally just not talk and get three stars. Yeah. It's dope. But, really yeah, cool. I mean, you should you should absolutely play that if you have not yet. If you're looking for something new to play. Uh, and like I said, it's on consoles. It's on PC. Uh, also, play with a controller. <laughs> if, yes. Don't, don't try and play Please with your do. keyboard. Make sure you have a controller of some sort that if you're going to play on PC that you can just plug into the computer because it will be a... I mean, look, it, it can be played on the keyboard, but in my opinion, it would be a struggle. <laughs> I think I tried to play on keyboard when we first tried to play together the Overcook 2, and I was just like, hell to the no, and I like, switched over, because I was like, this is stupid, this is stupid, I don't want to be here, and so I was like, I'm playing on controller, and so I like, plugged it up, and I was like, nope, Yeah. If, no takes. If you have played that, or uh, if you haven't, and you do play it, you gotta go three stars every level, it's the only way to do it, that's, that's the way the so real I, ones get it done. We won't expect anything less. Joe, what about you, do you have anything that you've really been enjoying lately? Um, yeah, I mean, as far as board game go, as far as board games go, um, one of my favorite, like, I don't play a lot of board games, especially ever since you've left, because uh, I feel like that's, like, that's your thing, like, you loved board games. Shit, and kind of, like, I don't play a lot of board games since I left. <laughs> since you left. I still don't even uh, know anyone here, really. <laughs> <laughs> but you could, you should just put flyers around your neighborhood, just be like, board game night, and just like, come to my house. I feel like that's how you find the people who the cops eventually show up to your door and say, we heard you know this person. It's like, hello? That's how you get murdered. Anyway, the for the board game... Um, one that I like, and it's specifically only because there's pretty colors and I'm actually good at it, is Azul. Oh, yeah, that's the one um, that, uh... That yeah, we talked about it a little bit. We did, briefly, In yeah. the... Ooh, Intro episode. Yeah, I think so. Yep. That one, my favorite. Because, again, pretty colors, also strategy. And I love strategy games. I love games that make me think. Those are, like, my favorite kind. Another one that was surprisingly... Like, listen, listen, I'm a nerd. I think that's already a given. Um, some people who see me might not, you know, see that first, like, straight off the bat. But, like, once they get to know me, they're like, wow, she is weird. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, but one game that surprised me that I actually really enjoyed that we both got to kind of sort of get a feel for last year was Dungeons & Dragons. Um, we started playing that with some friends when we found out that one of our friends was a DM, but... Joe, for the, uh, unknown crowd, what's a DM? Oh, they basically, um, script the whole thing, Bobble. So they're kind of in charge of, um, the storyline, uh, all the, like, different rules and stuff that you can do. Yeah, just kind of controls, like, the whole thing. Um, he's the person who is in charge of the D20 dice if you need it. And you, ha you basically just, everything kind of just runs through him. Like, hey, 
I'm gonna do this is that chill he's like okay roll this if you get this then you're good so he's just kind of the person who and the the crazy thing about dms is that like they are they can spend weeks and months on these stories they're they can be so 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 intricate like it's amazing what they can do and of course like some of them have, uh, are based off of you know some of like the books and the different things that they have but some of them are just like what they create you know like just off the bat like this is what i created because they're so familiar with everything all the rules and all that all that good stuff so that's nuts I enjoyed playing that game. It's really, really fun with friends, especially if you have friends who are um, not shy about kind of sort of like performing, I guess, in a sense. (laughs) Um, I feel like if you play with people that are just kind of like, I'm going to hit them with my knife and then they roll and you go, cool. And then they move on. It's not fun. I think you have to have some sort of theatrics with it in order to like really embrace what Dungeons and Dragons is and that's what it that's when it's fun I love the theatrical side of Dungeons and Dragons very much like, I, it's uh, just so much fun I never was into the whole like uh, theater thing when I was a kid even now I would still never step on a stage or do anything like that for like a musical or a performance or a play but with my friends when it came to Dungeons and Dragons I really got into that we only did it once or twice but yeah. I had a very good time with that and the character that I created. Uh, I was always giving rousing speeches before my actions. And I think it really just, everyone had a lot of fun with that, though. You know, a lot of people were laughing or rolling their eyes and being like, oh, my God, here he goes again. It's like, wow. And especially when they ended in absolute failure after an epic speech. You'd be like, yes, and I do this. And then it fails. And he's just like, just kidding. And it's just, <laughs> it was, uh, It's so funny. It's so good. And. We loved it so much to the point that, like, I made Cameron a poster of all of our characters um, and gave that to him as his kind of going awake slash Christmas present. Um, And you can see that on my Instagram if you really want to. But, yeah, it's an amazing game and super fun. And we definitely need to do it soon again because it's been a while. Well, and, you know, one really nice thing about that game, too, is you don't have to be in the same room to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I... Yeah. I imagine Dungeons and Dragons probably had a really big resurgence during the pandemic because it yeah. was a really simple way for friends to stay connected. You know, you could just have your DM who's running the game hop on something like a Zoom call and mm-hmm. everyone Discord. else could join in and you would just be able to to go through everything just like that as as if yeah. you were all in the same room. Yeah, no, it's way cool. I have a friend who plays over Discord because he just has friends he over here. Um when he's in Oregon and he plays over Discord. Uh, I think he used to play weekly. I don't know if he still plays weekly, but yeah, it's just a super simple kind of like, it's not simple. It's just a fun way to like get friends together um, and play a really cool game that can span over however long you decide to span it. So I really like that. Um, As far as video games go, I honestly think um, my top video game um it's not a co-op because i feel like um, we're gonna hit a lot on co-ops so um the one for me uh that i really enjoyed these past couple years is uh hearthstone um i was introduced to that by a friend uh same friend who played the dungeons and dragons um and it's part of the world of warcraft um kind of sort of things um so same creators um i really got into that what uh what is hearthstone the gist of it is it's a card game so it's online card game kind of thing um you can build your own packs to uh battle against other people or uh they also have these things called the battlegrounds which i prefer um because my packs not strong at all also not a huge fan of creating my own packs so i like the battlegrounds because it kind of allows you to sort of uh purchase the cards that you want and have them be in your favor wait so when you say like create your own pack or deck yeah. or something like that it sounds a lot like it's sort of like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon was back when that was a big thing kind of maybe a little bit sort of um I know like with Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon you were able to like collect a bunch of cards and like kind of sort of build a deck yeah to try and like win other people's cards um so that's kind of sort of what it is a little bit um I don't know if you can win people's cards on this i don't i don't play that area of the game very often but i 
you might be able to um, he might be able to win people's decks um i just i i didn't necessarily mean as far as you know that goes i just meant the, the general gen- yeah. concept though of where it's like you're creating a deck mm-hmm. of cards to battle other people who created yeah. a deck in order of to cards. get those deck of cards you need to unlock certain things and you can um, buy like battle passes and things like that as well um but yeah that's been my favorite like solo game just because like when it comes to solo games i'm not really uh, a type of person who likes sort of action kind of games like things that like, I feel like those, I love, I love those more with people. So, like, things like Apex, you know, first-person shooters, things like that. I like playing those with people. Um, and when it comes to games that, for myself, I just like something that I can just sort of just lay back and kind of just, like, click through and relax. And that's kind of why I like Hearthstone, just because you can just play it in between stuff, you know, like half an hour max for a round and... And another really big selling point for Hearthstone is it's free to play. Yes, it's free. It, it does have transactions in game mm-hmm. for you to to buy things if you wanted to. Yeah. But you can absolutely play it for free. Mm-hmm. I used to play it during biology class in college. So <laughs> I definitely play it like when I worked from home, and hopefully nobody I work with listens to this podcast. But when I worked from home, I definitely had like three screens so one was like my monitor one was my laptop and i had my ipad out and i just played hearthstone on my ipad in between interactions like in between like calls or things like that and then i would just like play a quick round you know while it was slow and then um yeah it was just fun it was just super fun to kind of just like play around with um i found that i suck at some things and really excelled in other things but yeah that's kind of been my favorite video game solo video game i should say yeah, and saying you mentioned something about how we'll really get into co-op games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have two other than Overcooked that are just that were absolute standouts for me that I played with Josette. Um, one of them, which I think is probably the most beautiful game I have personally played in years, and it's called It Takes Two. So good. It was such an original concept. It was made by EA, who has a notorious reputation for being horrible at games with microtransactions but it takes two is not like that whatsoever it you're essentially playing a mom and a dad and you are taking them through a mystical world as they try to essentially deal with their separation and divorce and the feelings that their child is having about everything you, you and the other person that you're playing with each control one character. And at any given time, you can each be in your own world within the game. So you can be on the same level of a game in totally different areas and see completely different things. And that's just the way that the game was set up. It's not designed to where you both need to stay together because a big aspect of the game is communicating and getting your your partner that you're playing with to do something that you need to help you move further on and vice versa. Yeah. And it was just, I was blown away by it. Quite honestly, I had really high expectations for it and it still somehow surpassed them. It's a really good game. It was a really good game. And I definitely liked the point like that you made where you had to rely on each other. Cause that was like the whole purpose. That was the whole purpose of the game was it takes two, it takes two people to work together in order to get things done. And I just love that concept. It's like a, a really, it's a, it's a, it's a, re- it was really beautifully done. It, it was, it was, it was such a smart game design too, in the sense that anyone can play it. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are at video games. Oh yeah, no. You, mm-hmm. you don't need to be good at shooting people. You don't need to be good at racing cars, uh, jumping while you try and no scope something. <laughs> nothing, nothing like that at all with this no-scope. game. Yeah, it's like anyone can really pick it up, even people who have incredibly minimal or even, I would argue, no video game experience can absolutely play It Takes Two and have a great time. It's very puzzle-based, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it it will guide you to what you need to do, but it's not going to do it for you. Josette and I had one point where Josette literally just needed to jump to the top of this, like, bouncy castle. And I sat up there for like five minutes waiting for Josette just to get from the bottom to the top of this damn building. Look. <laughs> and it was only like five jumps that needed to be made. But Josette 
has problems with jumping and moving at the same time. It's so bad. And Joe would jump off one thing, try and move to the next thing to jump right on that, and just constantly miss. And it, it took a minute. It it took a minute. It did. But we got there eventually. I think you literally had to like come down and be like, I did, follow yeah. me. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> eventually I dropped down and it's just like, okay, follow my path that I'm taking here. Yeah. But... It was, it was a great game. I would highly recommend it. I think uh, when it first went on sale, it was $40, but it is always going on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say definitely check it out. If there's someone in your life who you have really been trying to introduce to, to video games, it's the perfect gateway game, really in is. my opinion. Because you also, it will make you feel things. Oh, it does. I'll, I'll put it that way. I was so depressed at one part in particular. Jessette already knows exactly what I'm talking yep. about. It's just... It's oh, it's a fantastic game. I will sing that game's praises forever. And I really hope that the success of that game... It, it was a massive success critically and just amongst those who played it. I'm really hoping that the success for that will make companies realize that there's a completely, really untapped market for you know, sort of AAA titles, which are these big studios that have all these money and resources to make games designed for this sort of co-op type of thing where you don't have to be in the same room together. It's awesome. It was a really, really, really good game. And like Cameron said, I really suggest it to anybody because even if you... I, I honestly would even suggest it to people or friends that are having kind of like a rough time. Because I feel like it really connects you guys. It really makes you think as one mind and kind of really remember kind of like it it makes you question your life just the same way that the characters are kind of sort of questioning theirs it really does it like brings people closer together I feel like if you play it and we have a friend who's currently playing with his girlfriend as well and they're enjoying it but really I would just yeah I would just recommend it to anybody it's a really really good game you know if there's even somebody if you're interested in somebody maybe and you want to try to maybe see if there's like you know if you want to connect with them a little bit better I feel like that's a great game to play with them just to kind of see if you like really are um that in sync if you can really you know be in sync together and really think about different solutions and different things together it's just a really fun game it's a really chill game to also play. if you like video games play it you know <laughs> and you're interested in someone who maybe isn't into video games and you're thinking about oh do i want to date them great way to find out right there Perfect. like Josette was saying not only can you see if you're compatible, but you'll see if they're actually willing to even give it a shot yeah. and if they'd be any fun to play with, period. Yeah. So. I think playing video games with, like, new people is a great way. Just video games in general. Just to be like, hey, you want to hop in and play this with me? You know, if they're down, like, if even if they, like, absolutely suck at it, if they're willing to give that effort, I feel like it's an awesome way to bond. It's awesome. Un- un- unless the game is Mario Party. <laughs> be careful. And then you be will break up with- right there on the spot and be like, I never <laughs> want to speak to you ever again. Uh, yeah. That game's rough. <laughs> it's a great game. Josette and I have never lost as a team in no. that game. Nope, we have not. And I will stick by that, and I will have nobody else as my partner, because I know the moment I switch, we will lose, and it won't work out. We won't have bragging rights. <laughs> we definitely had a game or two where we absolutely should have lost, 100%. But them damn bonus stars... Oh, get you every time. ...that screw everyone over <laughs> always benefited games. us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that was fun. That was fun. Um, another absolutely fantastic co-op, co-op game that we found out about um, when we got our PCs was the We Were Here series, yes. which is... I was hoping you were going oh, They are so good. If there's anything that we love, I feel, it's just games that make you think. Again, like I was saying, just games that like have strategy, that you need to like think together, that you need to be like, okay, I'm doing this. What does it look like on your end? Like just things that make you think together and just think in general. I love those games. And that's why I loved this franchise. And that is why they need to get their asses into gear and release the final freaking game. <laughs> uh, no, but they are so good. They are so good. We played, well... We, we tried to play the first one. Graphics weren't that great, but if we could have gotten over that, I feel like we would have liked that one. But the, the, the next two were amazing. They were so, so good. I just loved, you know, figuring out puzzles, figuring out things. The storyline is awesome. You kind of get to, like, figure out why they're there, why they're stuck, how to get them out. Um, it's just awesome. It's just a great, great freaking game. 
you know, it's also kind of like a little bit eerie at the same time though as well, which is interesting. R- really creepy, really creepy vibes. Yeah. And you really get the feeling that you're alone in this game yes. because the difference between this and It Takes Two, I would say the biggest difference is in It Takes Two, you always see not only your screen and what you're looking at, but you can also see what your partner is looking yes. at. So you can help each other out in that way. But that's completely different with the We Were Here mm-hmm. games. You can only see your screen and your screen only. The only communication you have is with yourselves. That is it. That's the only way you kind of can visualize what the other person is seeing. Like, do you have this on your screen? Do you have this? What does your screen look like? I have this on mine. Does it look anything like yours? So on and so forth. And yeah, again, it has like this creepy kind of vibe. Um, and like Cameron said, you feel alone. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember we were playing it one night and my headphones are pretty noise canceling. Like if they're fully on my ears, I cannot really hear anything at all. What's going on. So usually ever since that night, literally, I literally have one headphone slightly off of my ear because one night my sister was knocking on my door and I did not hear her. And we were like in the middle of a puzzle and I did not hear her. And we were in this really creepy, like almost catacomb esque uh, place. So my sister was knocking on the door and I didn't hear her. So she just kind of like let herself in my room. And I was just like, you know, there was creepy music and I, you know, was going to mute it. And Cameron's like, you can't mute the music. That's the whole point of the game. And I was like, screw you. And so I kept the music on and it was just really creepy. It was really creepy. And all of a sudden, like my sister taps on my shoulder and I just like freak the freak out. I was like, ah, and I like yelled and she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it was just really scary. <laughs> and Cameron was just like laughing so hard in the back. He's like, what the- just happened? And I was like, my sister came in and I like freaked out. It was really scary. Josette is very jumpy already, I will point out. Like, it, she doesn't even have to be in this sort of m- mode where she is already kind of freaked out to be jumpy. She could be working and you could just jump out or walk up from behind and tap her and she'll she'll jump she will it doesn't take much effort. she will literally jump <laughs> yeah the, the we were here franchise just set and i love it they are coming out with a new one called we were here forever uh, it's mm-hmm. scheduled to be released sometime later this year uh i know joe and i check almost every other day to see if the release date has officially been announced for it but that's one that's it's one of the rare games where joe and i are probably going to be first day We'll, we'll be buying that and and playing it right off the bat because we are we're really big fans of the games that kind of make you think and really have to cooperate and if the makers of that game um, listen to this podcast by chance and want to give us early access we will not say no um, just a side note thank you very much well we'll we'll make sure to stream it too <laughs> we'll just be like we'll, we'll put it on our twitch channels we will make sure to put it on our Snapchats, on our Twitters. Hook us up with a giveaway, you know? <laughs> yeah. If anybody would like to sponsor us, any new indie game makers out there, listen to this and go like, hey, try out my game. We'd be like, yes, thank you. We will do that. <laughs> and we will give you an honest review. Yeah, J- um, Joe right. will do all of the uh, the anime dating simulator games. Yeah. She's a big fan of the KFC dating simulator. Yeah. The, the I Love You Colonel Sanders. Yep. It's, it's an amazing game. Released by KFC. You guys think I'm kidding, but Josette literally played that. Dude, it... That's, that game's weird. That game's weird. But you're into it. Probably, Just, I, Josette gets really into the game. role play of it, and she'll, she'll do different voices for all the characters in the game during their you, dialogue. Look, in that kind of game, you have to. Just to, just to get by. Just to stay alive. <laughs> you have to start being like, all right, well... Here's this character. No, that game's weird. That game's weird, but it, very interesting. It's just weird that KFC themselves put out a dating simulator game well, about KFC was Colonel probably, Sanders. <laughs> KFC's like, quickly, we're dying. What can we do? Make people horny for chicken. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, that game's fun. That game is really fun. Um, yeah, any other games that you... I mean, for me, the obvious one that's coming out later this year that I've been waiting for a year now since they delayed it last year, the new Halo game, Halo Infinite, which I know our friends are all waiting for too. Halo for me is very nostalgic. I grew up with that in high school. My friends and all all played it together. I would play it with them even though I was nowhere near as good as they were. I actually had four friends who went to San Diego for a Halo tournament back when uh, MLG, it was Major League Gaming, was it pretty much gave MLG life. 
in order to to become you know what they what they grew into uh, they got big off of Halo, and my friends went to compete in this Halo tournament that had like a thousand teams because anyone could enter it, and they did great. They made it to like top one fifty or something like that. Which, uh, considering the the scope of teams that were in that tournament, they did a fantastic job. And it it's just another game that I know once it comes out, I think we'll all kind of reconnect through Halo again and and probably hop on and play a lot together. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have never played Halo in my life. But, but you're going to. <laughs> but I will now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joe? Anything else that you were uh, that you're really waiting for to come out? Um, yes, yes. Um, and I'm actually pissed at Nintendo that they haven't released another trailer for it. Oh yeah. Um, but apparently that's what Nintendo likes to do. Um. I know what this but, is. <laughs> uh, Nintendo, earlier this year, in one of their... Um, oof, what are they called? It, it's one of their Nintendo game. Directs. Yeah, Nintendo Directs. Um, they released a tra- trailer for a game called Star Wars Hunter. I don't even think you can call it a trailer. It was like a teaser. It was Yeah, it was like 10 seconds. I was pissed. Um, no, but it, it's called Star Wars Hunters. Uh, they're releasing it on the Switch. And, dude, I just... The, I'm so mad. Yeah, it's it sucks that there's no new info because all that's been all that's known about it right now is just based off of what was it was really like a little 15 second teaser trailer, just showed some yeah. imagery and that's about it. No one really knows anything about what the game is, when it's supposed to actually be released, if it's even supposed to be yeah. released this year. Literally, no details about the game are known, but um, I'm really interested to find out too, despite my hatred of Star Wars. Hatred of Star Wars. Look, it's not that bad. Um, no, but like. When they released the trailer, I was ooh, I was so excited because uh, Cameron told me to watch it, um, and the moment I saw that, I was like, "Dude!" And he's like, "I knew you were gonna say something <laughs> about this," um, but I was just oh, because I was reading up on it. Uh, they released like a little article about it. It's apparently gonna be another like battle royale esque game um, for Star Wars characters, uh, mostly bounty hunter people, that kind of genre, um, but. The fact that they were like, we're going to release more information later on in the year, and then just didn't, hasn't freaking done it yet. Ugh. I have a feeling it might be released maybe towards Christmas because everybody knows they're going to like freaking launch everything at Christmas time. Um, but I'm just, ugh. I want more information. I want to know what it is. I want to know what characters I can play. I want to know like how I can defeat people. Can I use a lightsaber? Can I fly in an X Wing? These are all things that I must know. I mean, am I going to put my money towards it anyways? For sure. Most definitely. If it costs $40, dropping that ish instantly. Not even waiting for it to go on sale. Like, I'm just saying. I'm prepared. My body is ready. And I am ready to have this released already because I'm impatient. And anything Star Wars related, I'm just like, give it to me now, please. So, um, that. That is the game that I am looking like most looking forward to for sure i am happy you mentioned the switch because uh, there is one switch game that i'm really looking forward to coming out as well called sport story there's a tiny little indie company that made a game a couple years ago for the switch called golf story uh i put like 17 hours into the story on that before i beat it uh, i think it's probably one of the most impressive releases the nintendo switch has ever had so i can't wait to see what they're gonna do with sports story it's been delayed a couple times uh they did just update a month and a half to two months ago and said that you know pretty much explained why they had to delay it and it was just to add a lot more content than they were initially planning on if you haven't played golf story yet um i'm not going to get into details about what this is about because i know josette has her challenge ready to go for me but i'd highly recommend checking it out it was a cheap title it was beautifully made uh and it was it was a really fun chill game that you can just kind of unwind with and have a lot of fun with it pokes a lot of fun at at a lot of different things so I just yeah. can't wait to see what they're going to do with, with their sequel now. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many, so many other games that we could talk about. Because they oh, yeah. have so, just, there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. And we haven't even gone through, like, half of them. Um, and I feel like maybe it'll be fun to discuss that maybe with one of our other friends that maybe also loves games. Maybe we can have somebody on to kind of go through all the ones that we missed. But sadly, our hour is up now so i must give a challenge um so cameron 
Josie challenge okay. for this week. Um, just because I feel like kicking it off to like a really um, lighthearted start next week um, <laughs> is I found this I found this comedy show for you. You found a comedy with show? a twist. Okay. With a twist, Cameron. So listen, the moment I, you know, I was looking up stuff to do, you know, in your area, and I was like, "What can I make Cameron do?" Oh, this and is I, this isn't like a TV show. This is like an actual comedy show. This is a comedy show, Cameron. Okay. This is a comedy show. But like, listen, 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 listen. The moment I clicked on their website, <laughs> I knew I had to make you do this at one point because I was just really, really curious as to what on earth this is. Uh, so it's called Mind Tripping Show. Okay, but it's a comedy mind reading show. Okay. 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 Now the website looks like it was made by a five year old. <laughs> um, so I knew that this is probably a hidden gem that more people need to know about. Oh God. Um, it's apparently the number one show on TripAdvisor. Okay. Never heard of it in my life. Already concerned by that. <laughs> uh, it's clean comedy, so don't you worry, Cameron. You can, you can, you won't have to worry about any swear words. Oh, you're good. You're good to go. So oh. grateful for that. Thank um, you, Joseph. You're welcome. It's also got five stars on Yelp. So how bad can it really be? Um, but basically, basically, what it is is it's just literally that's it's a comedy show with mind reading, and from the looks of it, it looks like a cheesy like. 60s-esque reality show so they got like bright colors and wear suits and big clothes and anyways i just really want you to go to this show and give me an honest review on if it really should have five stars on yelp and if 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 you're really as mind tripped as they as they claim if they can really just trip your mind i just really i just really want to know it looks super cheese so you're welcome Cameron mm -hmm. well uh, I know nothing about this I've never heard anything about this hey listen if it's a small crowd you can start making friends with people in the crowd which looks like from the looks of the pictures they're probably 60 and above so maybe you can find like a really like rich like sugar mama and then really just bond from there that's you know that's great I uh, it looks like this is in a hotel even better so better. that's great. Um, however, I will admit, after you issued this to me, I did look it up on Google Maps, uh, and it has 88 reviews and 4.8 stars out of 5. So, you know, that's that seems pretty good. A lot of people are saying it's really entertaining and has a lot of audience participation, which, you know, does concern me slightly. <laughs> hey. What else do you expect from a mind trip show, you know? But yeah, so I will definitely make sure to check this out and report back on next week's next week's episode as to how this goes. Yeah, figured you could use I don't know a good laugh. How the hell you even found out about this? Research. Good on you. Yeah, because while we're discussing games, why not discuss mind games? Why not why not do some mind games? You know? Could be fun. <laughs> Could be really fun or it could be a waste of money and make me question you giving me any more challenges moving forward yeah i mean or they could just mind trick you into giving them all your money and then you'd really have no money you know it is in a hotel so maybe they're desperate supposedly in a hotel <laughs> That's what it looks like from the initial thing, which seems kind of weird it's the, that it's in a hotel. In the hotel lobby every so often. <laughs> like, oh, what's up? But yeah, you're you're welcome. I didn't say thank you, but sure. <laughs> I didn't say thank you. <laughs> Screw you, Cameron. All right. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know how to feel about this until I have done it. But I yeah, will make sure, sure to let you know. Maybe you can post, like, a, li a little clip of, of a little thing on TikTok or something. As long as they don't say, like, no filming or something like that. Just take a, a little sneak, like, boop. Like you did from the theater when you went and saw Candyman. Anyways, you're welcome. Again, Cameron, even though you didn't thank me. Um, but that is about it for the week. So, we, of course, talked about my challenge at the beginning of the episode. 
and that was kind of depressing, but at least we got to talk about games, which is a little bit better. It's a little bit better after that. Um, but yeah, and then I gave Cameron his weekly challenge, so he'll keep you posted on that, and of course post uh, an update on our social media uh, after he's done with that as well. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on our social medias, um, ATDLSpod on everything. Um, that's Twitter, that's Instagram, every all the good stuff. Um, you can listen to our podcast on, of course, Spotify if you're listening to it on this, but it's also available on other platforms as well. Um, those are all in our link tree uh, for you to go check out. And um, yeah, that's that's it for the week. Hopefully we see you next week. I don't think we're going to see anyone next week, but hopefully they'll listen. So <laughs> Hopefully we'll listen next week. That's true. <laughs> you probably don't want to see us anyway. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, tune in next week for another episode. And remember, two can keep a secret. If one of them is dead.